Attention friends, family members, co-workers, and random strangers. The following podcast includes filthy language, sexual content, and explicit personal stories. Please listen at your own risk, and we really recommend using headphones. Okay, welcome back to Listen, You Beautiful Bitch. This is a shady self-help podcast for our younger selves. And I'm your host, Sandra. (laughs) And that's it. Just Sandra. (laughs) Just Sandra. The end. (laughs) No, but I am Sandra. And next, I'm Hannah. I'm Susie. And I'm Katie. And welcome back. You know, how's everyone doing? Meh. (laughs) Meh. Lots of mess around the table. Nothing to write home about. Yeah, same. Neither good nor bad. Just meh. Stuffy. You yeah. Got, you got a tattoo. Yeah, it's tattoo. beautiful. I did. I got a big tattoo. It's awesome. That's my whole arm. It's beautiful. Oh my God. I can feel my nose running. Hold on. Can you describe it to our listeners? Uh, Not Susie's nose. Your your yeah. tattoo. Um, My tattoo is Harry Potter and flowers, which is what I told Alex that I wanted and she killed it. What's the um, name of the little creature? What are those things called? Mandrakes. It's yeah. Cream. Yes. I got a mandrake and a time turner. I have the divination class grim prophecy. I got the castle. Oh, I didn't see the castle. Th- turn, turn your arm around. Yeah, the castle's on my shoulder. Oh, oh my I see. God. Yeah. Oh, You've got it. a little potion bottle. Is it Felix yep. Felicis or? Nope. It's <laughs> Wolfsbane. Wolfsbane. Ah, okay. Yep. Oh my God. I'm obsessed. So, then I've got larkspurs, marigolds. Peonies, rosemary. I love peonies. Oh, you said panties. Mm. Oh, and the little the stars. <laughs> yep. I love that. Yeah, the placement of those too. It's perfect. Yeah, Dude, we were gonna thing. put them on the back, but I wanted to be able to see them. That's killer. And I might go back and have her add some more right there. I know. I'm kind of thinking now I'm I might obsessed. want those on either side of my collarbones. Like that sounds. Ooh. Well, I've been traveling a lot the past month, past few weeks, and so I think I finally caught like all the airplane germs. I think they all caught up to me. So I'm like scratchy and gross and sleepy. But other than that, I only got one more trip and then I'm home for a while. Yeah. Woo. We're going to Raleigh. Raleigh next yeah. week. Ugh, yep. Love. I leave tomorrow. Cool. For you. Yeah. It's not, I can, I can drive. So it's just my germs that I'm sitting in instead of everybody else's germs, <laughs> which is okay. I think I caught like the end of the summer cold or something. I don't know. It's gross. Uh, well, and Henry went back, goes back to school next week. So Ooh. I'll start feeling better and then he'll bring home all of the Ooh. kid germs. And we'll both hmm. get sick. It'll be fun. Take echinacea daily. Yeah. Echinacea? During the fall. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why? It helps prevent. It helps your immune system. Yeah. Yeah. I, had, I used to like see the actual flowers, echinacea, like mm-hmm. on my tours out west. I would point it out, but I didn't know you could take them as supplements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good to know. There's a, there are benefits, so many benefits to echinacea. Oof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Skin, cancer preventive. I'm thinking of arnica. Arnica is good for bruises. Mm. Oh God, Lord knows I need that. Yeah, they make like an arnica gel. It's also a flower. Okay, I've had this bruise for like two weeks. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Your freezer bruise? Fucking disgusting. Look at this shit. Ooh, starting to fade a little bit, but it's It's kind of that nice discoloration stage. To look like shit brown, shit baby green, brown green. I don't know. Sounds nice. Yeah, Yeah. it's attractive. (laughs) My week's going well. Yeah. Um, I wanted to update y'all. I don't know. Update. 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 When I went to California, yeah. um, I can't remember if I told you all this about the possibility of a shooter being at the 
the convention the, no, center. No, no. Listen Jesus to this crazy Christ. shit. So <gasps> we weren't there. We were in the process of going home and then got delayed, you know, to Denver and all that stuff. But I get back to work the next Monday and I see this email that's like, you know, just want to confirm that everyone's okay. And I was like, what? And I looked it up. There's this article. <clears throat> Apparently the whole place, the convention center got evacuated because someone yelled out shooter. Holy shit. In the article, it said it was a fire alarm and that some, basically it was like some idiot was like shooter. And then everyone thought it was a shooter and ran out. But I asked some coworkers who were there and they were like, that is a fucking false article. They heard gunshots. There was no fire alarm. And what it was was a diversion. Someone chills. shot out blanks to try and steal shit. Oh, my God. Holy crap. So, what like, it was somebody who worked there. Wow. What? Wow. Who was, like, not not um, not one of the bio people. It was, like, of the convention center. Like, a person wearing, like, that was helping. Yeah, like a you facility get staff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. They Holy wanted to steal, like, purses and stuff? No, like, all the technology that was in there. All these crazy like lab oh. all that expensive shit that Holy was did they that's hear? like straight out of a movie yeah, yeah. Oh. do you think they heard it was just like a medical convention and thought there'd be more pharmaceuticals or something maybe too possibly. no because those those a lot of that stuff you could sell for probably millions of dollars oh, wow I'm sure these, these for, this like, lab equipment extra. that like these big not they're not all big centrifuges they they're they cost thousands of dollars yeah and if they're sell that shit, like, on amazon black, yeah okay i guess without like causing attention though or like getting attention yeah i have, for... I have no clue laptops were there Nuts. could have taken a ton of those yeah, you know yeah. i mean there's all sorts of Holy people's purses shit. like wow so well, yeah my coworker were... at work i was like were you there and she was like yeah i was there and i was like so what some lady just yelled out shooter and she was like yeah and i was like because of a fire alarm she was like oh no <laughs> because of gunshots she was like i heard five gunshots and then she said hundreds of people were just storming towards her she was closer to the entrance, so then she was like, "What's happening?" And it, she could have like been trampled. Yeah, on. that's terrifying. Yeah. Oh she God. she couldn't figure out how, how to get into the stampede, I guess, of humans. <laughs> and Ooh. I was like, "I am so glad I wasn't there." I feel like I've like. She said she ran until she got to this parking lot that was like two streets over. Uh, same. <laughs> and like SWAT team came, helicopters, you know, the whole sh whole thing. Wow. Damn. Anyway, that's so scary. That's my update. <laughs> like, oh my ridiculous. god we we could have a whole episode on sure. gun control and like i could talk about it for hours it's mm -hmm. just ridiculous but because henry got a um this week you know he was setting up his classroom and they delivered these five gallon buckets to every classroom with a toilet seat on it full of kitty litter and like survival supplies yeah. so instead of kitty litter no, it was because they're like, this is in case there's a school shooting and we have to go into lockdown for several hours. So you have a toilet in your classroom. Oh, it's really smart. Yeah, it's smart. But at the same time, it's like they're That's not doing anything to change. No, mm -hmm. of course not. The possibility of a shooting. They're just Giving making the teachers litter. more prepared in case they're I should say when there is a shooting. Jesus Christ. Yeah, because they're not doing any kind of preventative taking any kind of preventative there action. There needs to be metal detectors. Yeah. Well, not only that, I mean, I'm not talking schools, I'm talking legislation. Well, like, sure, yeah, yeah. I know. The, the I know. district, the state had to pay for those buckets of kitty litter. They'd rather pay for that mm -hmm. than... And so, like, it just, it, it's so multi-level, and it, it just, Henry sent me a picture, he's like, this isn't even funny, he's like, it just pisses me off. It's mm -hmm. That this is their answer to school shootings, is to give us all a, a temporary bucket. toilet mm -hmm. for when it happens. Right. 
which I think kind of leads, not spoiler alert type thing, but leads into this mental health series that we're going to talk about. I put in here, like, we need to, one, give everybody a trigger warning that we're going to talk about mental health issues. But two, we're going to be asking a lot of questions. We're going to be bringing in professionals, and we're going to have questions and comments and sometimes assumptions that may sound ignorant or insensitive, and it's just because we want to learn. So we hope people will take it for what it's worth and that it's just our way of trying to end the stigma around talking about it. So we're going to ask stupid questions or insensitive questions for the sake of learning more about it. To maybe help prevent people being uncomfortable at all. Exactly. About talking about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because it shouldn't make you feel uncomfortable. You know, it made me feel uncomfortable. Friday, Aunt Flo came unexpectedly and I wasn't wearing anything and it oh. bled through my jeans. No. I was pissed. High school trauma. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's I was like, entire other series. High was, school trauma. I was sitting down and I felt kind of like emotional anyway. I'm just like, man, she's early though. It's not going to happen. Sense. I stand up to go fucking use some power tools and then whoosh. I look down and it's just like blood. Oh, no. Blood. Just so bad. Not blood, funny. Not funny. It's not funny. It was horrible. It was not funny. I was like, <laughs> fuck my life. So I took some fucking toilet paper and just like oh. wadded it up. But I was like, thank God I only have like one more hour left. I'll go That's home. Just the fucking just, like, worst. God, I haven't had that happen in so long. The worst. It made me sad. Well, my pants, man. I had to like soak them. <laughs> I don't think I've bled through through since middle school, but it was like picture day middle <sighs> school. And I haven't was... been that heavy in a while. She was also like five days early. Well, that's not your fault. No. I was glad so. she's around. Yeah. Welcome, friend. <laughs> Thank you. Your, your reminder. Your monthly reminder. Happy You're to not see pregnant. You. <laughs> thank oh. you very much. Okay. So, as always, thank you guys for listening to us every week and uh, keeping up with this nonsense that we throw your way. Uh, if you are not already, please go ahead and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. So, we're streaming... Pretty much everywhere you can listen to podcasts. If you can't find us on one of your platforms, let us know and we'll stream there too. Um, And then also go ahead and rate, review, subscribe, especially on iTunes. That's how more people find us, which we really like. And then follow us on social media. So Instagram and Twitter, it's LYBB underscore podcast. And then we're Listen You Beautiful Bitch on Facebook. And then finally, we do have our Hey Bitch submissions live. Um, so you can find that link in Instagram or just go straight to it on the website. It's uh, listenyoubeautifulbitch.com slash heybitch, which is easy peasy. Um, and we got one this week from Kira. So Kira says, I uh, just wanted to write and say that I love the show. Thanks, Kira. Thank you. Um, I thought I'd ask men or women with kids from a previous relationship, specifically dealing with awkwardness surrounding the other parent. I've been dating a guy for nine months and he has a five-year-old and they're both awesome. He has her half the week every week. However, there's a lot of animosity between him and the kid's mom. It's really stressful at times on him and on our relationship when he's having to deal with her. We are getting to the point where we want to move in together, but I'm a little worried that I will be, in quotes, playing stepmom to his kid and that it's going to cause even more tension between him and his ex. Any advice? Mm. All right. I really loved this submission because I feel like it's super relevant for our age group. Like we're at the point now where those of us who are dating, it's very likely that we're going to date someone who has kids or is divorced or whatever. Um, So Kira, I want to just first acknowledge that you are super, super mature to recognize that this is an important issue and something to tread lightly around because clearly, you know, him being a parent is going to be the most important thing in his life where it should be. 
And so the fact that you're hesitant to jump in head first, I think is really mature. So I want to throw that out there first. But do y'all have any first thoughts about it? Yeah. Go yeah, for it, I mean, girl. I agree. I think it's a good idea to assess the whole situation as a whole, you know, before you make any big decisions because it's your life, his life, and then a completely innocent person's life. Mm-hmm. And you're also affecting the other parent. So then it's all tied in together. Personally, what I would do is if you guys move in together, I would reach out to the mom and this is what I would do. I'd introduce myself and say, I don't want to ever step in on your toes. I don't mm-hmm. want to take over your job because you're the mom. You know, I'm not trying to like replace you and then just say like as if there's things I can do to make that easier, make the transition easier, mm-hmm. even though it's not really a transition. It's just like, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just reach out to me. I would reach out and or maybe ask your boyfriend too first. But personally, I I would be I would feel as a mom like that would be very respectful. Mm-hmm. If someone reached out to me specifically and asked, like, I don't want to step on your toes or do anything that would upset you or even then say, like, I'm, you know, don't want to replace your mom, but I'll be around you more. Yeah. I think it's important to emphasize how much you care about the kid and his or her well-being and how much you want to be there to support both of her parents or his parents. I'm sorry. I'm assuming it's a girl for some reason. Um, But yeah, I I think it's important to acknowledge how important this child is and is going to continue to be forever. Mm -hmm. Um, And if y'all are at the point where you're, and I think it's, I hope that you would be comfortable approaching your boyfriend and telling him like, here's what I'm worried about. Do you think Mm -hmm. I could reach out to your ex and just let her know that I'm, I care about your child and I want whatever's best for them. Cause I I feel like a mom would respect that. Right. Like I would, I would think it, it helps build trust. If you're leaving, like if she's nervous and if things are, I don't know why there's animosity between the ex mm-hmm. and your boyfriend now. Like, I don't know what caused that or what stemmed from it, but clearly if there's conflict there, she may be more hesitant to trust you with her child. And so I think establishing trust is going to be a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, from the beginning. From the very beginning. Yeah. Oh, and never, ever, ever badmouth that kid's mom in front of it. No. Him or her. Mm-hmm. Never, ever. Like, you are a neutral playing field. Like, mm-hmm. Don't ever bad mouth. Even if, even if the boyfriend does it. Yeah. Don't. Don't agree. Don't. Uh, no. Yeah. Totally agree with that. It's uh, this woman is the mother of his child, and I think that's the most graceful way to approach it in all senses. Is like even if you hate her as a person, she is the mother of possibly your future stepchild, or you know the this child that you have influence over. So just laying that foundation of respect, I think will go a really long way, even though it may be really hard sometimes. And I think before really anything happens, like you need to talk to your boyfriend and ask him what his expectations are from Mm -hmm. you. Like, does he want you to be a stepmom, air quotes, or does he Mm -hmm. want you to leave that up to him? Yeah, You know, it kind of depends. And then I feel like in terms of talking to the ex, that's not something that I would want to do. Like, I wouldn't want to reach out. Like, she is not my ex. She's your ex. You know, she's, and this is also your kid. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to talk to the mom mm-hmm. and do whatever. Let, you know, break it to her however you want to. And then 
like I'm here to support you because clearly it's something that's a struggle. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. something that's hard for you. So yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Like yeah. I think definitely don't be the first person to talk to bring it up. Yeah. Right. Obviously. Um, but let like once she knows, I think yeah, reaching out would be respectful, but not maybe not necessary. Yeah. I mean, gauge that relationship. If it's like really vitrolic and they're not they just meet in a bilo parking lot and don't look at each other or talk at each other, then you know, maybe don't go up to the car at the next meeting and be like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Kira. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I, I think what's most important here is that you clearly, you love this guy, you love his kid, and you want what's best for them. So I think that if you can stay true to that and remember that that's your main purpose, I think things will work themselves out, even though it may be awkward. Just mm-hmm. I'm going to encourage you to be the bigger person yeah. and you know stay respectful and set the example, essentially, yep. mm-hmm. especially for this kid. I mean, who knows what? I'm going to say her. I'm sorry. Who knows what her mom is saying when y'all aren't around. So the best thing you can do is just live by example and don't don't fight fire with fire. Just mm-hmm. be above it. Mm-hmm. If things if, what's if there's animosity there, what is the word? Like if Tension. things are rocky animosity, what is that? <laughs> is there is there a animus and an animus? I don't know. If things are animus, it I is think now. It's animus, yeah. All right. Well, if things <laughs> if things are mean, uh, be the bigger person and lead by example, and just make sure because I'm sure the older this girl gets, and depending on how long y'all are together and in each other's lives, she's gonna get sassy and she's gonna throw stuff at, like throw mm-hmm. things in your face and that kind of thing. And you know, the best you can do is just maintain this level of respect throughout and keep open communications with her dad, with your mm-hmm. boyfriend, and then if it's acceptable, definitely reach out to the mom and just make sure she knows that you're not trying to take over her job, her job. Exactly. You're not trying to be the mom. You want to support and help her child grow into the best version of themselves. So, Mm -hmm. and then I know five, five years old, five years old, that's a young age, but maybe if they got older, they're still together, make it clear to the kid, like you don't, you're not trying to replace their mom either. Like same with talking to them. Yeah. I think, I have some friends who have step parents and I think a lot of the time they, f- they will get mad at, they'd just be mad. It's mm-hmm. going to happen. I think that's an, uh, like, yeah, <laughs> you can't it's true. <laughs> just go ahead and brace yourself for that. Cause it's probably, it's most definitely going to happen. Like, especially with, you know, I have friends whose parents have died and then like they, the, one of the parents started dating someone else. And it's like, you get a little like, what am I trying to say? Protect, mm-hmm. um, protective i think protective of your Mm -hmm. your parent and being like who is this you know like i already have a mom why are you here kind of thing that's gonna happen and the best i think making sure and telling the kid (laughs) when they're when they're at the right age like i'm not here to replace your mom yeah i'm here because i love your dad yeah and i love you Mm -hmm. i think that's important too like i love your dad and i love you and i want what's best for Mm y'all and make sure you do talk to your boyfriend about yeah what his expectations are Mm -hmm. like katie said you know how much time are you going to be spending alone with the car? I mean, like, are you going to be responsible for him or her at any point mm-hmm. where if yeah. they misbehave, like, is it going to be up to you to discipline? And like, those are some things you've got to talk about beforehand mm-hmm. because your ideas of discipline may be totally different or the, or maybe different from the mom's expectations. I think that's important too. Like where, you know, the dad may be okay with, may say like, time out or whatever and then 
the kid mm-hmm. goes home and tells mom like whatever Kira put me in timeout and then that blows up so mm-hmm. even sorry <clears throat> yeah just, I would say just make sure that the expectations are clear if you have confusion like make sure your boyfriend knows that you're going to be reaching out to him because this is he's had five years of practice being a parent and you don't know yet yeah. also another thing because I do this with my nieces and nephews if they ask me a question like I remember one of my nieces asked me where do kids come from and I was like well what do you know about it like I don't want to mm-hmm. tell my I don't want to impose on someone else's beliefs or like whatever they're telling their kids because mm-hmm. they might not know yet or they might have been told something different yeah and I don't I I think that's smart too. like don't like religion you know mm-hmm. don't don't push your own. Y'all, yeah, I get word this really. <laughs> I know. I don't want to say agenda. Like I, I shouldn't say that. But like don't don't push your own beliefs, mm-hmm. maybe, or your own idea of how things should be. Or and that's probably the what you were saying. Like talk yeah. to the boyfriend about how he parents. You might see it already. You might know how he parents, but like try and do what he does mm-hmm. or what the kids used to. Yeah. Or find a, a hybrid between the mom style and the dad style because maybe that'll help smooth things over a little mm-hmm. if they have animosity in their because I mean hopefully they can unite over their kid and the kid's well-being I think that's something that most parents are able to agree on that they want the best for their child Mm -hmm. um so hopefully the tension in their relationship now is because of their broken relationship and not bringing the kid into it I hope right so maybe you make sure that the kid stays as like a neutral ground where we all need to be cohesive and be on the same page here for the benefit of baby Sally, whatever her name is, his and name. You know, it'll be hard. Like, yeah. it's going to be hard. You're probably going to cry. Yeah. It's I okay. would. We've I'm cried sure over there's issues things. like that are going to come up <clears throat> that you don't know how to handle. And there's going to be arguments. There's mm-hmm. going to be judgments. There's going to be all that shit. So, yeah. but hey, stay like, um, stay above it all. Yep. And remember, people have been doing this for millions of years and we're still around. So you can do it. Yes. This You're not the first, only, or last person to go through this. So even if you feel alone, you're killing it, girl. You know, there's going to be waves out there in that ocean. <laughs> the but ocean you just got to know how to surf them. You know, <laughs> you got to know how to ride that wave. Kira, we believe in you. Thank you. Good Dr. luck. Phil. I, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> that was not good. <laughs> Guys, um... There are going to be waves in life that you are going to run into. And just make sure you understand how to ride those waves. Okay. I feel like I sound like a South Park guy. <laughs> You're doing your dad's voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, you sound like your dad. <laughs> I felt like I was like, drugs are bad. And like, <laughs> that's what I felt like I sounded like. Anyway. So yep. Yeah. All in all, Kira, we believe in you. You got this girl. Keep us updated. You're going to be awesome. Alrighty, so good luck to Kira, and now we're going to talk about what we're crying about. And I'll go first. I'm crying about my arm because it hurts for two reasons. The first reason is I got a tattoo. The second reason is last night, about 11 o'clock, I was laying on the couch just looking at Instagram, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do 50 push-ups. What? Don't know. Something just came over me. And so I was like, I'm going to do it. (laughs) So I got down on the floor, I got in position, and I can do exactly one push up <laughs> and i started laughing 
so hard. <laughs> like from just hot shame and just like I'm sure I looked like a fucking idiot. Um <laughs> It really humbled me, <laughs> my inability to do a push-up. Push-ups are hard. Have you done one recently? Did Not it? recent. Uh, were you doing like full plank push-ups? I did, a, I did the air quotes man push-up. Yeah, boy push-ups. Yeah. yeah. So then I was like, well, can't do that. I'm going to switch to lady style. Still hard. Still real hard. Yep. Mm-hmm. I got to about seven and I was like, yep, I'm a <laughs> fucking idiot. But then I'd already made this decision that I was going to like do it. So... I did it. I just did sets of like 10 yeah. over the course of an hour. Whatever, you did it. And I did it. And it's then like I planked for 30 seconds. Damn. Um, but, oh, it was hard. I was trembling. I ate like <laughs> six pieces of pizza last night. <laughs> that is a feat in and of itself. <laughs> yeah. I ate two packs of ramen. <laughs> I thought, for some reason, I thought you were going to say I ate two packs of rum. Rum. <laughs> I'm like, yes, damn, girl. The edible rum. <laughs> the edible rum. <laughs> Cool. But anyway, now my armpits hurt. That's good. I mean, it, that means it worked. Yep. And so I'm going to do 55 today. Okay. That's my goal for myself. Get it. Yep. Let us know how it goes. Just stretch. Huh? Stretch. Before? Just and after. All during this whole time. Because stretch right now. You went from none to 50, and that's like a lot of freaking push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was laying there, and I was thinking, like, at one point, I... And this was years ago, like we were still living in Columbia. Like I worked out every day mm-hmm. and I had abs one time for like two months <laughs> and I could do 50 pushups. And I remember like I could do it and I couldn't do any when I started. And That's I was tough. like, cool. It's like, I bet I can still do it because I'm like, Ryan, do a push up. And he's like, all right, I'll do 100. Just out of nowhere. Motherfucker. And then he's like out of shape and whatever. What do you all think that is? I don't Why know. Is that? Like, like Mike can just go run. Yeah. Miles. I and he know. could do push-ups too. Yeah. I, I don't know. get that. Maybe. Is it our boobs? <laughs> what the fuck is it? <laughs> I don't know. Is but it our boobs? <laughs> I don't understand. Them damn boobs. <laughs> Ruining my push-up well, skills. I don't have any. Like, I don't really have any boobs. My boobs are small. Oh, you do. They're there. That's it. Okay. Well, I'm happy okay. that you're back on the push-up game, at least. That's, those are good reasons for arms to hurt. Like, yeah. you're really impressive. Yeah. Thank you. Just saying. Yeah. Well, I'm crying because of physical pain this week too but nothing as impressive as your push-ups crying because my fucking knees hurt okay so last week was at the bar with sandra and mike and henry and some other friends and i wasn't even drinking that much because i had to fly out the next day and i didn't want to be hung over but we were walking out the back door of a bar to go to another bar and i fell like so fucking hard it was just me and mike and i was in this really cute skirt sandra had dressed me i was looking cute as fuck Mm -hmm. and like my skirt flies up I hit the the concrete and like I fell so hard. You know when you see someone fall so hard and like no one even laughs because they fell that hard. People are actually worried about them. That was me. Like no one, Mike didn't even laugh at me. Like he saw my butt and I fell and he was like, are you okay? Oh my God. <laughs> because I fell so fucking hard. Now my knees, I have slut knees so bad, you guys. Like they are all skinned up and raw. And I look like I've been like... I've been given blowjobs and gravel driveways. It's like what my knees look like right now. <laughs> They're so fucking bad. And it's like I couldn't wear a skirt the entire time I was in Toronto because my knees are like ghastly. Like I was legitimately worried I would scare people with them. And so I had to wear pants. Then my pants stick to the, the, gooey, part. the gooey parts. <laughs> and they hurt. Like every time I bend my knees, it like cracks. Mm-hmm. It's all I'm going to Neosporin. I need to get some of those they have band-aids. They were bandages. Yeah, I need to get some knee bandages on the way home. And just 
create this protective layer because like, mm-hmm. yeah, my pants have been sticking to it. And like, if I go to like curl up in the fetal position at night at nighttime and bend my knees, it cracks open. Yeah. Or even just like crawling into bed. Like you don't realize how much you use your knees until they fucking hurt. Uh-huh. So you don't know what you got till it's gone. No, that's like exactly. my shoulders still y'all. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn it. So. I wish I could turn the lamp off at night with my right arm. <laughs> it's difficult. <laughs> Now you just have to get the clapper. Yeah. My shoulder's messed up. (laughs) (laughs) I need an elevator. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Am I right? Am I right? (laughs) Who needs an elevator? Raise your hand. Sandra. Not your right hand, though, because it still hurts really bad. (laughs) You see, I put my left one up. (laughs) As she cradles her arm. (laughs) I know. It's a KBD. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I'm crying about is my slut knees that still hurt over a week later. Hmm. Susie, what are you crying about this week? Oof. <laughs> Dude. I can't do it. I'm trying to imitate Susie so bad right now, and I can't. Susie left for work. We should, we should put that out there. Susie's not actually here anymore. Mm-mm. But Sandra sh- wants to be Susie I so bad right to, now. Like, you know, just. Oof. I mean. <sighs> you know, it's like, yeah. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Dude. <laughs> okay, that's that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> no, that's another one. Yeah. <laughs> Me. <laughs> Me. Oh man. <sighs> Sandra, what are you crying about? Um your your inability to impersonate <laughs> Susie. <laughs> yeah. On the way home from Raleigh today, Mike was asleep and I was listening to uh my favorite murder. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was crying of laughter <laughs> from Mike. Yeah, my favorite murder. They are so funny. There's nothing really like I'm not. I've been doing good. Nothing really sad going on. That's awesome. So then I was driving and I was just cracking up. (laughs) Like there was, they were talking about. You might remember this one where, or you two. Sorry, yeah. You guys might remember. We might remember. (laughs) We listen. We're MFM fans. Murderinos here. It's cool. She was saying, um, Karen and Georgia both were saying when they were younger, like they'd have to come home and like fend for themselves as far as like making food Mm -hmm. for dinner and stuff. Latchkey kids. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Was, Was anybody else a latchkey kid? Mm-hmm. oh shit okay just me never mind <laughs> so and then she was talking about how she was like lighting a match and then the bed caught on yes! fire <laughs> <laughs> and she's like mom like and then the mom's like i'm on the phone or whatever and she's just like okay i'm gonna go assess the fire and it's like <laughs> three feet taller <laughs> it's like crying so hard oh, uh, i think the hardest i ever laughed <laughs> that i can remember off the top of my head was when they were talking about being rejected by their therapist like they invited their therapist to one of their live shows in LA like because they go to therapy together and the therapist was like yeah maybe I'll see and they're like it's just a whole different level of rejection when you get rejected by your therapist (laughs) (laughs) like it's close by I want you to come anyway so funny And then Georgia was like, wanted to see what she'd look like smoking a cigarette in the same episode. Yeah. And she like rolls up tea and a paper, paper towel. towel. <laughs> <laughs> it just lights on, all of it lights on fire, right? It's just, <laughs> oh God, they're so funny. I was cracking <laughs> up. Well, so I had a little bit of an idea. Yeah. To start a mental health series where we can discuss different topics. Um, so today we're just kind of introducing the series. And I was just thinking like each episode we can talk about a different Condition, so yeah. anxiety, depression, PTSD, eating disorders, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many. And there's so many problems within each of those categories. So I thought it'd be interesting to bring on. I have a few friends that are therapists interested in coming on, answering any questions we have, and giving us some more knowledge. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So 
yeah, I think we should all talk about mental health more often than we do. So yeah, we, we do think this is super important. And we want to start off one by giving a trigger warning. And we'll give this before each episode. Um, because we're going to talk about personal experiences or mm. symptoms or th- things that may actually trigger mental health. Uh, I don't want to say breakdowns. Episodes is a good word. Um, so just a general trigger warning. If you've experienced some sort of trauma in the past that you think may be triggered by us talking about PTSD or depression or anxiety, mm-hmm. panic attacks, stuff like that, just be be conscious as you're listening to this. Um, and also, we are not mental health professionals by any stretch of the imagination. What we're doing here is really trying to get people to talk about it more and to sort of break that stigma around mental health issues mm-hmm. and make it a more natural part of conversation, just like whatever, if someone has diabetes, they're not necessarily ashamed of it. And so this is a natural medical condition. Mental health issues happen normally. And so we want to talk about it and we're going to ask questions that may come across as ignorant or insensitive. And we apologize for that. But at the same time, it's from a perspective of us wanting to learn more. And so we ask that you just forgive us for any of our ignorance Mm -hmm. and know that we're trying to bring this into light and mm-hmm. make Being it normal. transparent here yeah truly ourselves truly so so uh what amongst ourselves Susie's not here but there's some mental health struggles that you guys personally struggle with mine is definitely depression like 100 percent depression i'm not really an anxious person i know i joke sometimes that i'm feeling anxious about you guys ghosting me as friends but <laughs> really I, I don't have a lot of anxiety in fact i have probably the opposite of that like i'm tend to be more apathetic than anxious and that's one of the manifestations like or the symptoms of my depression like when I'm super depressed I'm just apathetic I don't care about anything at all I don't care about brushing my teeth I don't care how dirty my house is I don't care about what I'm doing at work I don't care about my relationships like that is how I know I'm in like the deepest Mm -hmm. throes of depression basically um so yeah that's my my big mental health issue have you ever, um, has anyone ever been like, made comments to you like, why are you depressed? Like your life seems so great. You ever gotten that? Uh, yeah, I've gotten that. I mean, I went to, let's see, I put off going to therapy for a really long time. I should say, like I remember in 2011 or 12, sending my best friend an email and I'd moved to California and saying like, hey, I, I think I may need to go see a doctor about depression. Like I'm feeling really off and down and like I'm I'm just having a hard time shaking it and I didn't go see a doctor about depression until like 2017 yeah 2017 mm. so it took me that long to actually do something about it um and it, it helped honestly because I went to a therapist first because a lot of times the doctors prefer if you get a referral from a therapist before they prescribe you anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went in and she asked me questions, you know, about what are the stressors in my life? What's how's work? How's mm-hmm. your relationships? And like really went into detail and me listing out and realizing I don't have anything that's triggering these feelings of apathy and worthlessness. And mm-hmm. I'm like, there's nothing causing it externally. And so it kind of helped embrace the fact that it, it's an, a chemical issue in my brain because yeah. I'm like, I just got a raise and a promotion and, mm-hmm. you know, I just had celebrated my first anniversary and this and this and like, yeah, things were going really well mm-hmm. on paper. There was nothing, that, no trauma to trigger it, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. 
And so I think that actually helped me a lot just to recognize that it's it's yeah. a chemical imbalance. And that's a misunderstanding a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like people who don't have depression just think like you're depressed because something you went through something. Yes, exactly. And it's not necessarily always the case. And I'm, that is the case with some people, of yeah. course. But yeah, there's there. One, I think that's important to remember is that there are several different types of depression. You know, you have your seasonal affective disorder, which are, are seasonal depression, where you're just not getting as much sunlight. And so your body isn't producing as much of the happy chemicals that who's vitamin D. No, there's a something in your brain. This is why we're not professionals. Serotonin? Think, yeah, serotonin. Like it's affected by vitamin D and sunlight. And so um, yeah, we are not medical professionals. Just... We're going to keep saying that. I should know this. But yeah, seasonal affective disorder is a, is a thing because mm-hmm. there's less sunlight and it's colder and people are just less happy in general. But I went through a phase where I just kept trying to change my environment. Like I kept thinking if I changed mm-hmm. what was going on around me, then I would feel better, feel mm-hmm. happier. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't really the case. It was you know, kind of the opposite. I was very destructive in a lot of ways because mm-hmm. I was like, all right, clean slate. Let's just start all over and things away that I had invested a lot of time and energy into because I thought I just needed a change of environment when really I needed some fucking antidepressants is what I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And that is one of those things I remember I had a friend who I used to work with who was going through mm-hmm. depression and her therapist before she got on meds like you know they try all sorts of different yeah. methods to to help you and one of them was like redoing her apartment mm-hmm. like changing how things looked and that helped her but you know that's not always going to help everybody. Yeah. Like there's things that a therapist will yeah. Anyway. No, I think it's good to try try the I don't want to say easy fixes, but start try slow. try the environmental fixes first mm-hmm. to an extent. You know, and be aware of what when you feel satisfied and when you don't and if anything in particular affects that. You know, in, in my case it was definitely more internal than anything else. It's- Recky satisfaction mm-hmm. versus unhealthy satisfaction. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. It's good um, to recognize that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I went on medication, Prozac, Hala, in <laughs> early 2017. And, you know, talked to my doctor and they make you fill out this assessment. And first, when I first tried to make an appointment, I, I want people to be prepared for this because it was talk about a traumatizing experience. Like I finally accepted that I like, I, I really needed help. I was extremely, extremely like destructively depressed and like in a really dark place to the point where it was like, I couldn't snap out of it. Henry was literally begging me to go see a doctor. He's like, I need you to go see a doctor, please. Because it was affecting him mm-hmm. just as much. And I was having like, like I'd be driving down the road and just think like, what if I just drove my car off the side of the road? Like mm. those kinds of thoughts, mm-hmm. you know? And so went to the doctor and it takes so much emotional energy to admit that you have a problem mm-hmm. like that and that you need help from a medical professional. Like that's one part of it's the stigma. And yeah, but finally admitting to yourself, like, okay, I really need professional help. And so I call, I didn't know where to start. I didn't know who to call. So I called the psychiatric ward of the, our local hospital or the, mm. like this. And I was like, hey, I don't know who. And I told the woman who answered the phone, I was like, I don't know who to talk to about this. I was like, I need to talk to someone about depression. And I was like, but I don't really know where to start. Mm-hmm. And she was so fucking rude to me on the phone. And she was like, we don't deal with depression here. Like, you need to have a referral from somebody else and this and that. And I was like, well, I was like, well, okay, who do I, who do I go to for a referral? 
And she's like, well, you're not thinking about killing yourself, are you? And I was like, not right now. <laughs> like, I was call- like, I was calling her on my way to work in the morning. Cause I was like, I got to do this. And I was just like a wreck by the time I got off the phone with this horrible fucking woman who should not be working in a psychiatric ward ever. <laughs> like her bedside manner was terrible mm-hmm. um, because it's like, it takes a lot of guts to do something and to make a change. Mm-hmm. And like, I was feeling so vulnerable and for her to just to be like, well, you're not thinking about killing yourself. Are you like, Basically, she's like, you're a fucking idiot. Why are you wasting my time? That she kind of thing. Fired. Yeah. And I, like, <laughs> it was so traumatizing to me. So thankfully, I had like an employee assistance program at work and where you could anonymously go like contact a therapist or something like that. And so and they would give employees that anytime they had a major loss about it. And so like I heard about it through other mm-hmm. coworkers who had, you know, had a parent pass away. And they're like, hey, just so you know, we have this program because it's it's embarrassing to be in a professional setting and have to go to HR and be like, listen, I think I need to talk to a therapist. Like I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's balanced. Nothing's going to affect my feeling really sad all the time and kind of want to die. So maybe we should talk to somebody, you know, truly think therapy can help anyone. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have a mental health problem. I really think everyone can benefit from therapy. I agree. Yeah, totally agree. It's just an unbiased perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, these people, they want what's best for you but they don't know anything else about your, any context of your life. So they can really separate themselves from your issues and maybe hear something that you're not realizing Mm -hmm. through what you tell them. So yeah, I got on, you know, went to a therapist, had to go through this assessment and like rank on a scale of one to five, how I've been feeling about this, that, and that, or how often I think was the, the scale it used. And then talked to the therapist a few times. Unfortunately, I think our second, first or second session was the day after the election um (laughs) and so i walked in and she's like so how are you doing and i was like (laughs) i'm sorry i don't mean to cry about this i was just so like emotionally raw and i was like (laughs) she was like okay well i'm gonna give you a referral to the doctor okay thank you i was like i don't know why i'm so upset about this i'm sorry (laughs) i was just like a blubbering fucking mess in her office and i was like the people are the worst (laughs) I had no faith in society anymore, but I got on medication and she started me at like a lower dosage and we had a follow-up appointment. And I think this is super important. If you finally get on medication, that's amazing. And it's, if it's something that, you know, you've been needing and you you finally work up the courage to go and do it. Don't be afraid to tell your doctor if it's not working. Mm -hmm. I think that's, or if you're having weird side effects. Um, So I was taking my medication like clockwork every day for a month. And I didn't notice any difference at all. And so part of me felt really guilty about that. Cause I'm like, well, maybe it is just me. It's not, you know, like part mm-hmm. of me wanted to say like, this isn't something that is medically wrong with me. It's just a personality flaw I have or something like that. You know? So you, there was mm-hmm. a lot that weighed on me from that. Um, but I told her, I was like, you know, I, I really didn't know. I was like, it's just, it's like the only thing that's changed is I take a pill every day. It's like, otherwise my life is exactly the same. My feelings are exactly the same. And so she doubled my dosage and boy, howdy, did that make a difference? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a, f- you know, needing more of the medication. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know about y'all's experience with medications and side effects or anything like that, but something I've noticed or maybe a misnomer, people call them happy pills. They don't make you happy. They 
balance me out, I guess. Like Mm -hmm. I don't take these pills and immediately feel better. It's more of a, I can pull myself out of those low moments and I, or I don't get to the low moments as often. Mm -hmm. I'm more baseline. So like before, and I wish I had a visual for this. Like if there's a baseline, I feel like I was like flying under the radar all the time. Like I was always low. So even if I had a high moment, it was just like just getting me back up to average Mm -hmm. happiness or enjoyment or whatever Mm -hmm. and so now on medication i kind of sit at the baseline so good things really are good and the bad things aren't taking me as low as they used to Mm -hmm. and so it's more balanced i guess so there's no miracle cure i think that's important to Mm -hmm. emphasize like medication isn't going to cure you magically but it's going to help it's not going to help overnight also yep it takes about two weeks yeah for most of them i think to really get in your system right yeah, so that's my, my mental health experience and journey mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's no end. I think that's another thing people kind of skate over is it's not curable. It's something you learn to manage and that you learn to accept about yourself. And like, I don't blame myself. Like today I was feeling, well, last night and today I was feeling like shit. And I was like, it's, o- it's okay to have those days. And, mm-hmm. you know, I knew that when I took a shower and came here, I would start feeling better because I would be around my friends and yeah. So it didn't derail me like it used to. Yeah. That's me. Me done. Okay. Yeah. I'll go. So when I first moved in with Mike, I was having these night terrors all the time, every night basically. And it would be very disruptive for him. And he'd, you know, I would scare the shit out of him. I'd be like screaming in the room or something and like, it would be nuts. And for like, we moved in together in 2015, 2014, 2014. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then like a year ago, I finally addressed it. Like I'd gone to therapy before, but for other situations, like yeah. I feel like I didn't, it didn't get anything out of it. First, I talked to a therapist and then, you know, they, they were like, we can do all this therapy. And I was like, I can't afford this. Yeah. That's another thing that's really shitty. It's like, it's expensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm really thankful my new job um, has this with Cigna Health Insurance. It's something called I Prevail. Mm-hmm. Do you have that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can just talk to a therapist anytime I want. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's included. In- it's called I Prevail? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shit. With Cigna. Licensed But counselors. you get matched with someone and then it's kind of like a messaging program. Like you can message them anytime or um, they do video if you want mm-hmm. to. But recurrently. But they will check in with me. Like daily, like while I'm at work, they'll message me and be like, how's, how's your morning? That's nice. It's like, oh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> anyway, it's great when companies have something like that because I didn't realize how beneficial that was until I had it mm-hmm. and was using it. And I've been using it like at work. Like I talked to this, my little therapist, I got matched with Sam. Oh, Sam. And I don't know if it's female or male, but I matched with them and talked to him, her. I say it's a her whatever <laughs> every day yeah. at work Monday through Friday that's awesome they're trying to create an app so currently I'd have to get on like a laptop or something if I wanted to mm-hmm. use it and I don't ever I don't do that that often but it's really really cool and I actually like it so much more than going to sessions maybe because it's free <laughs> I don't know <laughs> well and I feel like there's less pressure mm-hmm. when you're not in person it's easier to think about what you're going to say and type it out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. versus kind of sitting there awkwardly while you think through yeah and and like i said in the beginning you, you go through all these assessments to like get matched with somebody so they ask you all these questions 
So it's kind of like a summary for them. So when they start talking to you, they already know Mm -hmm. not everything, but a good summary about you. Anyway, that's what's cool about my new job. But went to therapy and then I, it was getting so bad. Like these night terrors are just crazy. I'm like, what is happening? So then my primary care gave me trazodone, just like a sedative to help you sleep. I mean, yeah, it helped me sleep. Like I passed out. (laughs) But in the morning I felt like so foggy and I couldn't actually wake up until like 2 p.m. Oh, man. Like it was just like even caffeine made me like it was just and I tried to lower the dose like I went down further and further and then it still didn't matter what dose it was and so then another thing is the primary care sometimes they don't they don't specialize in mental health and they cover lots of different bases and I I respect family physicians because it's just you're dealing with everything Mm -hmm. and it's um probably hard to figure out what's best for your patient so I suggested me because I'm sure it helps them if you you gotta be open but i told him i was like trazodone's not working and then he was i was like i really think it's anxiety like an internal anxiety that i didn't know i had and it's like messing with my sleep patterns because i'm not depressed like i was i'm never Mm -hmm. i'm haven't gone through a depression phase ever but i know i have anxiety so then he gave me zoloft and within like a month night tears were gone wow so and i'll i'll sometimes sleep talk but it's nothing like scary it's like just talking in your sleep, like silly stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's not like me pointing at some, thinking I see someone in the room screaming, like scary shit for yeah. Mike. You know? <laughs> so it helped so, so, so much. And I got on it last April and started off on this really, really low dose. And in like the winter time after the wedding, I went up more because I was having more night terrors. Like mm-hmm. they started coming back, which is, I mean, I haven't really talked about this, but like, and so then I upped the dose and that helped for a little bit. And then, Recently, I was like, I'm going to go back down because I feel like when I upped the dose, other things started happening that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm a little lower and it's it's better now. So I think it's just like you said, it's like a it's an ongoing process. You got to figure out because your body changes all the time. And who knows, like when you have kids one day, what what that's going to do? Like mm-hmm. yeah. that, that can mess with all sorts of things. So I always have this in the back of my head. Like you ever think when you're having kids like. There's no studies because they would never do a study like this. But mm-hmm. if it could affect your baby, I think yeah. about that a lot. And I mean, it is something I think to, to consider. But but a lot of the time the doctors are like, you know, we want you to be happy. So you being happy will help your baby be happy kind of thing. Yeah. Like if you're depressed, that's going to make the pregnancy worse. Yeah. It's kind of thing. Going to create you physical know? stressors. So, mm-hmm. but I think Zoloft really helped me realize how to control my anxiety like I, it made me realize, like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to feel, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, help with overthinking, that's for sure. So, y- do you think your anxiety mostly manifested itself as the night terrors, or were there any other symptoms? Yeah, night terrors. Okay, so like during the day you didn't feel anxious, but at night it was all like building up. It's weird because once I once I was thinking it was the night terrors, then I started realizing how I was feeling during the day, mm. and never realized. That that was probably anxiety. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's probably anxiety. But I never would have thought that. Yeah. So I'm still considering coming off when I have when I try and get pregnant. But I know with those meds, you have to taper off of them. Do not. That's another thing. Don't ever just stop a medication because mm-hmm. it can lead you into so many issues. Because I did that before. Yeah. I, I was going to ask. Stopped. And it was around the beginning of the year, wasn't it? You well, went yeah, off so long because that was when I was. Mm, it gotcha. after the wedding it was like getting worse yeah so, and then it just yeah that was annoying oh my god 
because <laughs> like, I can remember coming over here and you were doing something. You're like, I'm off Zoloft. I'm like, girl, get back on that. <laughs> like, yeah. you need to get back on yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I didn't taper at that time. Mm-hmm. Just it went off. Sense. And it's stupid. Don't do that ever. Huh? If you're going to come off of an SSRI, you have to taper it. You cannot. Tapering, meaning half your dose. Take that for like a month at half the dose. Half that dose. Take that for another month. I know they say two weeks, but I feel like if you just push it out longer, it'll help. Uh, yeah. So I struggled with depression and anxiety for pretty much my entire life. Got the double whammy. Yep. I got, I'm like your little baby over here. <laughs> Mind traits. Um, Our little mental health baby. Yeah. So literally for as long as I can remember, I've been anxious, like about absolutely everything. Like everything stresses me out. Constant panic attacks, like all through high school, just feeling like shit. And I just thought that was my personality. Like I just thought people were stressed because my whole family is stressed. My whole Mm. family has anxiety. And only one of my aunts treats it. (laughs) And, you know, so something I've dealt with. And then I also had the triple whammy of I had my eating disorder in high school. Yeah. And I think that that has, I mean, that's, that is and will continue to affect me forever because I, I mean, I still think about that all the time. Like mm-hmm. I wake up every day and think I'm fat. Like I look in the mirror and I'm like, I'm fat. And I know you roll your eyes and I know that's not no, true. No, I, but I understand. Yeah, yeah. Like I know it's not true, but it's just like, mm-hmm. I can't see that. I can't see it, I guess. But yeah, like, so my depression, I guess, where yours manifests itself as I I just want to change or whatever. Um, I just have no feelings. Like, yeah, apathy. Yeah. I mean, that's... I would, I would say it's something more than apathy. Really? Like, I feel like when you're apathetic, you, you can, like, gauge that you're supposed to have a feeling. But, mm-hmm. like, I'm just like, it's just nothing. Um, and I think, I'd, I mean, I never treated it until... I think I was like 22 and we were living in Charleston and my grandma had just died and Ryan had to go to Las Vegas for work like the day of my grandma's funeral. So I had to take him to the airport, then drive to Clover and come back. Mm -hmm. And I just came home and for hours, all I could think about was how I wanted to hang myself in the closet. Like that's all I could think about. I was just laying on the couch and I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And then I was like, you are fucking crazy. Like you're being wild. Like you need to talk to somebody or do something. Um, but yeah, but I also have had the feelings of like, what if I just drove my car across the street and let this tractor trailer hit me and just ended it? Like, God, that would be fucking awesome. But right? <laughs> no, I, mean, I get it yeah, though. Like I get it's it. Just like I don't mean to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so morbid. Well, when you say it out loud, you realize how ridiculous it is. Yeah. But when it's in your head and it starts to just. And you think like it could be so fast. Yeah. Like, I, was, I wouldn't even feel it. Yep. Yeah. Like that's my, that was my exact thought. Uh, when I was like, so right after the episode with the, I wanted to kill myself. Um, I made an appointment with a psychiatrist who thankfully didn't need a referral. Like they just mm-hmm. let me come. Um, and we started like just a bunch of medications. So I've taken pretty much all of them. Uh, Prozac made me sleep all the time. Cymbalta made me never sleep. Zoloft didn't do anything for me. And then so we finally settled on Wellbutrin. And so during that time we were upping the dosage, we were adding other things. Um, so that took like three years to find. And mm-hmm. that's also like we moved back here, I had to switch doctors. But yeah, so 
at one point I was on like six or seven medications. Like I was on Wellbutrin and then I was on something for anxiety. Um, then I was on something stronger for anxiety. So then I was still taking those two things and they put me on something else for anxiety. Um, I took a sleeping pill because like one of those, we didn't know which one was making me not be able to sleep anymore. Um, and so the bonus of all those mixed together is that you gain weight. Yeah. Which sucks for other reasons. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah. So I've also like, I've talked to psychiatrists. I've gone to psychologists. I've gone to general counselors. Um, my husband and I do couples counseling now. I don't know. My biggest takeaway from all of it is that whoever you're working with, like, like they should work for you. Mm-hmm. Like I've had counselors that just like, wanted to focus on like my relationship with my parents and i'm like uh, like that's not what i'm here for right now like here because like i get so anxious when i'm in the car that like i just don't want to get in the car so then that means i just like don't leave my house yeah you know so yeah so you have to be open with them talk with them bluntly and honestly and if they're not the right fit like just get up and leave Mm -hmm. i have cycled through counselors because I mean I left one because I just knew I wasn't gonna be able to talk to her because she looked like Lena Dunham <laughs> I'm 100% serious I believe I, you I was though. like I don't like I cannot come in here every other week and talk to you because you look like Lena Dunham I don't like Lena Dunham and that was it like <laughs> yeah. she's probably perfectly fine I mean I'm sure she is she has a job so no if that was just gonna like, be a distraction then yeah, yeah it was don't. like yeah it wasn't gonna work for me mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> that's crazy yeah Fuck Lena Dunham. <laughs> I hate her. I like it when therapists, like, of course, they ask a ton of questions, right? But they say, this is what I think would be a good plan. Do you agree? Like I've, like you said, like I've, I think I've had a therapist that was like, this is what we're going to do. And it wasn't like, I want your input on this. It was mm-hmm. like, this is what we're doing. And you're okay with that? No, I want them to ask me, what yeah. do you think about? I, that's okay, what I, I liked yeah. was, I like it when they ask for your input on what their plan is. Yeah, so I was surprised to hear just that some therapists do that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because having my degree in social work, they mm-hmm. specifically train us not to do that, like not to give suggestions or like lead mm-hmm. the conversation mm-hmm. in any way. I mean, I took classes upon classes of how to talk to people, mm-hmm. and it's just reflecting what they say back. Mm-hmm. So. Like Katie, I would say, so it sounds like your whole family struggles. And then I would let you expound on that. And then mm-hmm. I would just summarize what you're saying back to you and let you give mm-hmm. me more detail. Um, and I do it to Henry all the time and he drives him crazy because I don't, don't even, I don't even think about it. I'm just I'd like to make sure that I'm following. And he's mm-hmm. like, stop social working me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you're right. But that's also like, a good way of but yeah, under, so like you, knowing how you're under, you are comprehending. Mm-hmm. Like that's good yeah. in any conversation, I think. Exactly. Um, but yeah, for you to, say that you've been to therapists who are like, here's what I think you should do. I'm like, fuck that. I would be out. Like, <laughs> but the last lady was like, this is a plan that I think will help you. Do you agree? Okay. It was like, I'm list out some things that I think we could work on. Cause I mean, I'm there for them to help me. Right. I yeah. don't know shit about this. Yeah. So I'm, I'm all for all the advice they want to give, but don't, I mean, they're not telling me what to do. They're just saying like, do you agree? That's yeah. what I, that's what I liked when they asked for my input on mm-hmm. what they were telling me. But like I said, I've been to one where they they didn't ask at all. They just said, this is what we're going to do. And I was young. So I just was like, okay. And like went along with it. But then 
I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? I, you know, and to, to bring it down to like a really kind of silly example, it's a lot like when you get your hair cut, mm-hmm. you have to be, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you, you have to be clear about what you want and you have mm-hmm. to be willing to say like, this is not working for me or mm-hmm. what, what's going on here. Cause otherwise you walk out with a haircut you hate mm-hmm. and you feel even worse. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so I mean that, yeah, that's a silly analogy, but it is kind of a similar experience in terms mm-hmm. of how you're feeling. Like, Cause yeah, I mean, Henry and I went to couples therapy a few times and there were times when the counselor was like, well, do you like, let's talk about your communication and how often you do this and this and this. And we were like, no, that's not an issue for us. Like we talk a lot. And he's like, well, do you feel like this? And we're like, no, we don't feel like that. Like you have to be, and even though it felt rude, I'm like, don't wait, we don't need to waste time on this. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of, I think being open with your therapist mm-hmm or whoever's trying to help you and being honest with them instead of being like, well, I don't want to, I'll, I'll just be polite. And yeah, what they're suggesting doesn't really feel right, but they're the professionals. Like, mm-hmm. no, just, just say it, lay it out there. And, or just tell them if something does make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you have to be really vocal about what you want out of it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes you just don't know, but like, I right. know what works for me is I need homework. Like, I need something. Mm-hmm. I need you to tell me something I need to do before next time. Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's just how I am. See, I'm like, total opposite. Yeah, like, like you want me, me to homework. journal? Fuck it. 17 journal apps. I will journal forever. <laughs> and we can talk about <laughs> it next time. That's, like, kind of like what I was saying. Like, I don't know shit about therapy. Mm-hmm. So if they have methods that I don't know about, because yeah. I didn't go to school for this, and they say, like, let's do this. Like, and I'm like, I'm open for that because I don't know at all about any of this. Mm-hmm. Like, so journaling, yeah, I've been where they've suggested to do this, and I'm like, I'm let's let's do it, like let's give it a shot, because I don't know shit. Like I said, I don't know shit about this. So, but if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Don't do it anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. they went to school, but some of them, you're right, are just. I've only been to two, so I really don't know. You said you've been to more. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, everybody's styles different. Yeah, you just have to find what. I'm just glad that movies are not accurate. (laughs) Yes. You're not laying on a couch. And they're not just like sitting there acting like they don't care. Yeah. Maybe some are. I don't know. But like I know in some movies they're like they make them seem like they're just asking questions. And then you're just like. It's very Freudian. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got the old guy with the glasses on the leather chair and you're on the couch. Yeah. It's not like that at all. I know. Because I always thought it was going to be like that. I know. I went in and I was like, oh, this is really nice. Like This person's friendly. The one therapist I went to, her, her space was so like inviting mm-hmm. when i walked in i like felt like i was in a friend's apartment yes kind of thing mm-hmm. she gave me tea like very like comfortable like had the sound machine going so no one in the hallway could hear anything like it's mm-hmm. very like Cause safe it, space yeah that's mm-hmm. how she made it feel which is i think exactly what it all should be like mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? you, i think it's important sorry no, no no i was just gonna say it's so right like as i've been to two mm-hmm. different therapists at this point and the first one i didn't really like her but i loved the space because mm-hmm. it was like in a a home like it was mm-hmm. a refurbished house mm-hmm. basically and so it did feel really cozy and like the whole place smelled like coffee and this mm-hmm. and that and the couple's therapist that henry and i went to i really liked him a lot mm-hmm. but i hated hated the room that we were in yeah like i didn't want to sit anywhere it was like this i just hated everything about it mm-hmm. decor aesthetically i hated mm-hmm. it yeah and, but and it was distracting because i'm like looking around like not comfortable there mm-hmm. even though he was doing a good job mm-hmm. so it makes yeah your environment makes a big difference yeah the the lady that i went to up here in fort mill the outside of the building is like very like you know it's just office space mm-hmm. right and so i get there and i'm like okay 
but then it was crazy like once i opened her door it's like she transformed the whole space into like like i said like a little apartment that's awesome i really wish i could afford to go i would go see her in a heartbeat but i can't afford it yeah it sucks i i was reading you said touched your lives via loved ones and others yeah people close to you had mental health issues that in turn affected you so a parent or Mm -hmm. if like i dated a guy who had some serious psychological issues Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that had an effect on me i'm like this dude met with his therapist every week Mm -hmm. and had been for years and years and i remember when we broke up i was thinking you you need to stop paying that guy because it is not working for you. Mm-hmm. Like you need to find a different therapist because mm-hmm. he's just taking your money and running with it. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of thing. But I mean, I think we've talked a lot. It's, I think this has been a good intro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far as helping people realize that it's so common. Mm-hmm. I wish I should have looked up some statistics as far as like how common mental health issues are. Like, And that's just for people who admit it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And even now people... I feel like our generation is the most open about mental health issues, but there's still a stigma. Like a friend of mine on Facebook the other day posted something about like, when did it get so cool to talk about your mental illnesses? Like, it's not cool. It's not cool. It's, it's normal. It's just we're Yeah. It's like when someone says, oh, I'm so sick. I have the flu. Like, yeah, that's it's just an update about your life. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, this is our life. Oh my like, gosh, these are yeah. our lives. It's, it's part of what affects it. And that dude definitely has mm-hmm. a mental illness of some sort too mm-hmm. whether he wants to admit it to the world or not he does and it's like it, it's so common mm-hmm. and so not something to be ashamed of yes and that's like when sandra suggested this i'm like this is brilliant because we need to talk about this more yeah like, like literally and katie you mentioned everyone in your family has anxiety mm-hmm. both sides of my family have depression i mean it's a genetic predisposition mm-hmm. to be anxious and depressed and Mm -hmm. mental illness doesn't come out of nowhere Mm -hmm. it's not your fault that you have it Mm -hmm. so don't just assume like this is could be a different like if someone i have a lot of friends know a lot of people whose parents have died (coughs) just because or siblings died or something so uh, someone's died i'm like just because that happened doesn't mean they're depressed Mm -hmm. and you don't need to assume that they're depressed Mm -hmm. um i've i've heard someone say like they need to go to therapy because their parent died. I'm like, they don't need to do anything. You know, like we don't know how they're feeling. Exactly. And just, it, it doesn't like, like, you know, you don't have to have something bad happen to be depressed. Yeah. yeah I think that's, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Depression I, isn't sadness. Exactly. They're not the same thing. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It Something doesn't need to happen for you to be depressed and you don't have to be depressed if something bad happened. Happen. Mm-hmm. Something that's, bad. Yeah. Yeah, it, I think just being more aware of what what mental health looks like, what mental illness looks like. It looks different for everybody. It's different for everybody. And, you know, like you said, some people are like, they need to go to therapy. The mm-hmm. only thing people need to do is process stuff the best way for them. Right. You know, and don't hurt other people. Those are the only things you need to do. Mm-hmm. And however that looks for you, you know, it's your life. It's your journey. Mm-hmm. And also don't be... be don't be scared to go to therapy Mm-mm. you know mm-hmm. like if someone's like suggests it don't be like i don't need that you know think like be a little think more open-minded it. about it because you don't you know mm-hmm. yeah. and there are so many cool tools now like mm-hmm. the i prevail or like the better app or mm-hmm. i mean just seriously look up mental health apps and you can find mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of them where you don't have to publicly go to a therapist mm-hmm. or you know you don't have to file things through your insurance if it's something where you are really 
unsure or uncomfortable talking about it still mm-hmm. like that's okay we want to end the stigma around it but we get it it's going to take time mm-hmm. um it's going to take probably another generation or two before this becomes a totally normal thing to talk about mm-hmm. yeah um but there are ways to do it uh subtly mm-hmm. and i think you know whatever works best for you yeah there's help out there well and- so then hopefully we can start getting things scheduled like topic wise yeah. mm-hmm. so um we don't know what the next so the next episode we're not gonna be talking about mental health we're gonna split this up yeah so we, we feel like yeah it's probably good to s- switch back and forth between mental health which is going to be a heavier topic mm-hmm. and then something a little more light fun and lighthearted. so every other week is going to be a mental health topic through our series series which does not have a catchy name but i feel like we're like at church and it's like a series that we're doing with like <laughs> a transformation <laughs> series <laughs> this summer we're doing it whatever it's, oh, it's like the vbs theme <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh does it end with like a mass like baptismal yeah let's do it let's have a baptism that reminds me everybody watch the righteous gemstones tonight august 18th it's the premiere on hbo today's wednesday but like three days ago watch it if you have hbo <laughs> now you can rewind it yeah. yep <laughs> it's out uh, when you're listening to this it is out so next week we're gonna talk be a little more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. So please reach out if you guys have any suggestions, mm-hmm. you know, for miss or of course there's so many things under the mental health like realm you mm-hmm. can talk about. So there's so many things we're probably missing. So just reach out and give us suggestions that you want us. To, we can find someone to talk with yeah. us about this. We can, we can discuss this shit. Yeah. We're going to pull in <laughs> legit professionals as much as we can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll do a little more research mm-hmm. too. If we don't have a professional coming in we'll actually look up some stuff and mm-hmm. be prepared with facts and yeah. stuff we're not good at mm-hmm. so put it email us yep email us on instagram dm us lybb underscore podcast or if you want to email us it's lybb podcast at gmail.com right. so moving on to happier things <laughs> i never do this um <laughs> what are we loving this week i will go ahead and start because katie and i are loving the same thing mm-hmm. uh we are loving Lethal White by Robert Galbraith. So it's a new book from J.K. Rowling's pseudonym, Robert Galbraith. Mm-hmm. It's the Cormoran Strike series. So it's a um, crime, I guess, crime series. Private crime and eye. murder. Yeah. Private investigations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she started this series several years ago under the pseudonym. Didn't tell anybody it was her. Got tons of critical acclaim for it. And then was like, BT dubs, it me. <laughs> and, and it's amazing. I can't put it down. Um, so the newest one just, when did it release? When was it released? I saw it in the airport and yeah. just had like a freak out moment. So. I randomly just Googled Cormoran Strike and it came up and I was like, holy fuck. And I just happened to get a copy at the library. So Nice. Yeah. But like the whole, so if I Googled Lethal White, it'll come up with all the other books too? Yeah, Probably. it should. So the first one is called Cuckoo's Calling. I have it if you want to borrow it. I have all of them. Um, So there's Cuckoo's Calling, The Silkworm, Career of Evil, and now Lethal White. And she's just such a good writer. And I'm so glad she did this under a pseudonym so people didn't look at it from the Harry Potter lens and could really see Mm -hmm. how good it is. But I can't put it down. Like I read, I started it last night and I'm like 300 pages in. Mm. Like I, I was up till two in the morning. That's awesome. It's so good. It's so good. You know, and I, it, no, it's, well, it's British. Obviously, it takes place in England. And then before this one, I was reading a book by Tana French, who's, who's the author I gave you the book of, uh, called The Trespasser, which is in Ireland. And so I've started thinking in like the British and Irish like 
expressions or whatever mm -hmm. so like as i was getting ready to leave i was like i don't care about this and i was like i can't be arsed we don't say that over here i don't but, know why when you said private eye it made me feel like that's like a bride a british like a private eye well i love that they're like <laughs> it is they're british called like um detective inspectors yeah di yeah di yeah or funny. in the irish one because it's also a crime series or not series but she writes crime novels the I guess chief of the department, the murder squad is called the gaffer. Nice. And so like, like they actually call him gaffer. You're like, sorry, gaffer. And I'm like, that's gaffer. awesome. Gaffer. <laughs> like, yeah, have you told the gaffer about it? I want to name my next dog gaffer. Gaffer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like the little expressions and stuff that we just don't even think, but yeah, can't be arsed and the tea stuff, which turns out, okay, you haven't, you haven't gotten to the part where you find out what the lethal white is yet. No, but is you're it close. tea? You're close to where you will find out what it is. I'm not going to give you any spoilers. I, t I told you the other night I thought it was tea. I know. I, and I, right. I started noticing all of the tea references because you said that. Um, so Katie and I are a few chapters apart right now. No spoilers. Yes, You're yeah. about halfway through. Yeah. Hannah bested me over. Is this a book club that I wasn't invited to? <laughs> <laughs> Accidental. Unofficial. It was I didn't official. even know. You were reading it. Yeah. Because yeah. I told her that I had bought it. We went out to the bar on Friday night. Right? Yeah. Mm. Oh, I saw this book in the airport. I'm so excited. It's, you know, and she's like, oh my God, yes, I'm listening to it right now. <laughs> so, but it really was like I was walking around one of those whatever newsstand stores mm -hmm. in the airport and was just glancing at the books and like had a, a legit freak out. I didn't look at the price. I was like, I don't care how many Canadian dollars this cost me. Just give me this book. <laughs> um, so yeah, it ended up being like a $25 book, but mm -hmm. I don't even care. I don't care. It's been worth it. I've gotten every penny out of it so far but yeah so we're, we're both loving lethal white is there anything you want to add about it i just i just love them i love them i'm shipping if, them so hard. i know well now like damn you it. need to read it okay. yeah you have to read all three but all i four. have to finish the one you gave me yeah i can't i i gotta start finishing books mm -hmm. before i start a new one. Oh yeah that's how i am with crochet projects yeah it's, it's like too annoying i'll see a book and want to buy it i'm like no save it, save it. Oh, no, I buy them. I just don't read them. <laughs> See, then I'll, I like I'll start reading it. And then I'll, it's like, then my other books upstairs, like, <laughs> what about me? What did I do? <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> yeah, I can't put this one down. Like, no offense. But as soon as we're done here, I'm going to like pack up and go back to the house mm -hmm. and read. You know, my favorite thing to do sometimes, like, I'm probably going to do that tonight. Like, turn on light piano jazz, mm -hmm. have like a cup of tea, light some candles and read a book. Mm -hmm. And if it happens to rain... Uh, even better. I might put on the thunderstorm sound. It's sounds. crisp outside and it's fall, and you've got like your UGG boots on. Are we talking about fall again? <laughs> Are we talking about fall again? I'm ready. I'm so ready. I'm ready. It's, it's so coming ready. up. It's we're, coming. We we're got like right at the end. Yeah, uh, we got a, another two months before it gets really. We're oh, really yeah. into fall. I was driving by Dunkin' Donuts, and all all it was was this big sign that just said pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> it was nothing like well, pumpkin spice is coming. It was like pumpkin. Pumpkin. <laughs> Prepare yourself. August 21st is when everyone is releasing their pumpkin spice stuff. Really? If That's... you're in the know, you know. Well, apparently Dunkin' Why Donuts that early? already have it. 21st. Why do they have this huge... Because they're getting people amped. <laughs> that would make me want to stop in and be like, where's the pumpkin? Full disclosure, though, I don't really like pumpkin spice. Mm, no, I hate pumpkin spice. <gasps> I know, pumpkin Sandra. Pumpkin pie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I like pumpkin spice. I mean, I like pumpkin pie. I like pumpkin pie. But yeah, pumpkin spice, anything, I'm not a big fan. And I like pumpkin. Do you like... I just don't like pumpkin, pumpkin. candles. No. The mm, smell of like a no, too clovey. Yeah. I mean, I like I like savory pumpkin stuff. Mm. Like some pumpkin places pasta. Oh god, mm. yes, where they'll like chop them up and put them in salads. Ooh, ooh. Roast them? Yeah, thank you. 
but I went to Starbucks last year the first day they had their pumpkin spice. And <laughs> you and every other white girl. <laughs> I kept and I was like, they're like, welcome. you know, they're so nice. Welcome to Starbucks. Like, I hate you. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I love you. And I'm just like, yeah. Pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. And she was just like, okay, what uh, size? And I'm okay. like, grah, venti. Venti. <laughs> Go big. And I came around and I was smiling so big. And she gave it to me. She was like, man, everyone's smiling today. <laughs> Pumpkin spice day, bitch. Like, I know. See, I think the other one they have, the salted. Ooh, the salted mm-hmm. caramel. Mm-hmm. That salted one's really good. Mm-hmm. So is the- um eggnog latte <gasps> fuck me up the christmas ones mm-hmm. okay up. so a little insider information from someone who used to work at starbucks if you can get a hot apple side like if you get hot apple juice with the caramel yep. syrup in it mm-hmm. it's like fall in a cup yep like it's like a i used to make those when i worked at a coffee shop yep they're it's so like good a cider with like a spicy kind of mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. so yeah just steamed apple apple juice with caramel syrup also if you're feeling alcohol and you can put chai in it you can put chai in it. yeah Ooh, girl i made that in my crock pot one year yeah mm-hmm. oh can we have a fall party and ladle yes. it yes damn it this is like making me so excited i know <laughs> we're gonna walk outside it's 95 degrees and we're like, it doesn't matter <laughs> no but the weather in austria is supposed to be like fall when i go oh, i'm so jealous like, it's gonna be like high of like 70 low 50s that was that was toronto I'm it was be beautiful like, <laughs> I bet they're already pumpkin spicing up over there. They probably don't have that. (laughs) They're not basic enough. What the fuck is that? What the fuck? I'm going to bring it over and be like, hey, I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Sandra is going to single-handedly introduce pumpkin spice to the country of Austria. I'm going to build their economy. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm going to do. I really need you to get saca torte, which is this like, (laughs) that's how you say it. That was awesome. Thank you. Uh, I had to give a presentation on Austria for my public speaking class, so I had to say all the words. Sacatorte. And my teacher, so I didn't it? know my torte. It's like I feel like I'm putting. Is like it a, a pastry or? Yes. So it's very skinny cakes. <gasps> oh, is it the yes? Okay, that the, they cook. Yes. I saw it on Great British Baking Show, mm-hmm. and it's like like twenty layers, right? Shit. Because it's that makes me so yeah. excited. You know what? I was going to talk about all the new shows that I'm loving, but now I'm like, I'm loving the fact that I'm going to Austria in three weeks. I'm, I'm so excited for you. And I get to eat that. Can you bring us <laughs> souvenirs? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. I brought y'all Kit Kats from Canada. Aww. Ooh. They're in the kitchen. <laughs> I'll bring y'all some Red Bull. Yes. Like real Red Bull? Like like real from Austria. Right? From from the springs. Like, yeah, they have it there. In the it just comes from- <laughs> Everyone's saying, so amped. Like people actually have wings there. <laughs> They're all flying around. I'm like, what the fuck? Drink the water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I must be hungry, thirsty. Oh. Everything sounds good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to go home and eat like a whole lot. Cool. Well, next week then. Katie, you're telling us what we're doing next week. What are we doing next week? An ASMR podcast. <laughs> we're going to talk in the mic. We're going to let our lips slowly brush the windscreen. <laughs> um. <laughs> Rip it. <laughs> one more, one more, one more. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> so weird. It is weird. Uh, no, next week, we're going to be doing all that and also talking about things that our parents told us that we thought were bullshit but are actually true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Parents a lot of time know best. God, yeah, they've literally done it all before. They've done what we've done. 
Well, yeah. hopefully not everything, but like I feel like mm, everything, all that. everything and more. You know, probably more. Your parents definitely more. Yeah, Wild. I want to know everything, but I know I'll never know everything. <laughs> Maybe in heaven one day. <laughs> I don't think you want to know everything. I kind of do. You want to know everything? Party Laura's done. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Unless you murdered someone, I don't know. I don't know that. Don't tell me that, mom. <laughs> all her, all her dirty secrets, like dirty sexual well, we escapades, already... and yeah. Okay. Yes. That way, I could tell her all my story. Oh, <laughs> all my <laughs> stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My well, my mom listens to the podcast, so she knows a lot already. Well, the podcast but doesn't know everything about me yet. Right. So. Yet. Bum bum bum. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We'll see y'all. I'm not. I'm not. Next going. I, I don't condone this behavior. No, next time. <laughs> I'm apologizing to the whole podcast world for what you're hearing right now. I love you. Bye. <laughs> this has been Listen, You Beautiful Bitch, a shady self-help podcast for our younger selves. We hope that you like what you heard. So if you did, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe at wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. Later, bitches.